So this is the first episode of the podcast after it's been changed a second time. And I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I had, ch- I had already made all the changes, changed the podcast name, made a Twitch with the same name and a restream and all this stuff, right? And I didn't know what to talk about. Then the World Cup hit. And I was sitting here making, trying to record a, a video for TikTok. And it was just too long. So I was like, okay, well, might as well start with a new podcast episode. Might as well record it because I got a YouTube set up for it. Uh, so yeah, this is the Clusterfuck Pod, and uh, welcome to this Clusterfuck. Uh, yeah. I've been alive. I was born in 98, so I've been alive for six World Cups. Uh, that being said, I've only watched since 2006. Now, in 2006, I was in first grade or in between first and second grade. And at the time, I lived in a pretty decent neighborhood. Life was pretty good. And I remember watching, like my dad sitting me down next to him on the couch. He's like, you're gonna watch this game. And I was, I would complain, but not because I didn't like the sport, but because I was more into playing outside than I was into watching sports. That being said though, I, I would watch the game. The only My only complaint at the time, besides wanting to play outside, was the fact that I couldn't keep track of the ball. Literally, I was just too small. The screen was too far away, and I couldn't keep track of the ball. I'm like, how are you keeping track of this ball going back and forth? It's so small and so white. You know, it's like this small white dog going back and forth, right? So yeah, there's that. And uh, then my dad would let me out after the first half. Basically, he'd be like, okay, so long as you watch the first half, you're good to go. So I'd I'd go outside, and even though I didn't necessarily like love soccer or like soccer at the time, I would I had this soccer ball, and I would just try windmills and, and bicycle kicks and, and and all these kinds of goals that I witnessed watching the 2006 World Cup. Uh, that being said, I wasn't necessarily excited for the 2010 World Cup, nor did I know that it was this four year event. So basically, I just sat. I didn't know what was going on. And then the World Cup came around in 2010. I'm like, oh, shit, this thing again? And my dad's like, that's when he explained, like, oh, you know, we, uh, we, uh, fuck. That's when he explained that um, it comes, it happens every four years. And I was just like, oh, shit, cool. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And at that time, I started watching the games. And I didn't have anything else to do. So I just watched the World Cup with my dad and I remember quite vividly the final, uh, the Netherlands versus Spain and, and how it was taking forever and it was scoreless and, and, it, and it went into extra time. And then finally in the minute 116, uh, Andres Iniesta scores. And it's just this magical moment. I, I remember screaming, goal, up and down the house, running back and forth. And I felt stupid uh, because I knew at the time I didn't necessarily love the sport. So I knew that I was being a little extra and and that I was just doing it to, I guess, get my dad's attention or gain his favor or whatever. Uh, so that being said, fast forward to 2014, right before school lets out for the summer, I remember being excited for it. 
And my teachers would ask in every class, like, oh, you know, what are you going to do for the summer? I said, I'm going to be watching the World Cup. It was surreal. And it seemed to happen so slowly. I even remember at the time there was... I had like literally the day of the opening, the opening day of the World Cup. I was helping my dad install some cabinets, and I remember this 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 guy. He had he was live streaming the game on his phone, and and Brazil. I don't remember who they first played played against, but I remember that I was watching that game. Like we were listening to it and the opening ceremony and all that stuff. And luckily, we got to finish so that by the time we got home, it was this the game was starting. Uh, so. I just watched the whole 2014 World Cup in awe and, and, and inspired by the World Cup because not only did I, I just loved it all from the World Cup ball. I just loved the design of the World Cup ball to the to the cleats, both Nike and Adidas. Adidas having their, I think it was called like the Predator kit or something like that. And I just love like, I think there was one pair of cleats that I did not like out of the four that they came out with that year. I just love them all and I've never been able to get my hands on a pair of those but I would I would kill for the Adidas I think they were like the F50 or something like that uh the ones Messi wore at least um not the exact Messi kind but like the the same style of boot you know but also Nike you know I remember my first Nike uh cleat was a Mercurial you know it was one of the the cheaper the cheapest versions but it's still I still used it for many years until I lost them I don't know how Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, I watched the 2014 World Cup in awe, and I was so inspired. and And I remember those special moments, you know, from Robin Van Persie's uh, flying header to James Rodriguez Rodriguez two goals, two amazing goals, one versus Uruguay and the other one versus Japan. Not only that, but also David Luiz's goal versus Colombia, where he was outside of the box, he kicks it in. I think it goes left left corner, top left corner, or something like that, and he just. I just love the way he was running. Just the, the way his hair flowed back. I was, I don't know, I was in awe. And, and I, I can't say that enough. It was to the point where it, it was such an amazing World Cup that I literally went outside after the final. After Argentina lost to Germany, I, I went outside right after. And I just started playing soccer. I had this like half flat ball. It was, it's so funny how full circle life is because the same ball I was playing around and fucking around with in 2006 I don't know how we still managed to have it in storage but we had it in storage by the time 2014 came around and I managed to like fill it up with this makeshift pump and I only got like it like three quarters of the way full so it was kind of flat but I was out there and I was just dribbling the ball just trying to dribble the ball and, and juggle the ball. Juggle the ball. Uh, I was just sitting out there trying to juggle, trying to get three, trying to get five times, trying to get ten times. And anyways, that's not the point. Let me go back a little bit. That World Cup was so special to me because there's so there were so many young players that were were showing out in in, in in for their countries, right? And I was I was like, yo, I want to be like these guys, you know? And so basically. I just loved it. I fell in love then and there. And there was so many amazing moments and so many devastating moments. Like the one, the the top, in my opinion, top one being Brazil getting getting 
demolished by Germany 7, I think it was 1 or 7. Yeah, I think it was 7-1. That was such a painful game to watch. Uh, I didn't cry that game, but I got very emotional. Uh, Yeah, it it hurt watching the, the Brazil players cry knowing they were on home turf. And I think to this day, it's one of the most devastating losses on home turf um, for, in the World Cup. Uh, so yeah, I, right after that, I just started playing and I, I fell in love with the sport. And I was too afraid to try out for like soccer teams. So I just went to high school uh, my sophomore year and basically got into this thing called PE soccer, where basically all you did was play soccer for an hour and a half. And that class had all these really amazing players who just didn't want to play for the team because either they smoked a lot of pot and they didn't want to potentially have to be drug tested or they just didn't want to be disciplined enough to keep their grades up and uh, in order to play, uh, to be eligible, eligible, right? So there was a lot of really good players in these classes. And at the end of the year, there was always this tournament. Uh so I got really good because, and, and keep in mind, at that point, I was like 15, 16 almost. And that's when I first started. At the time, I was part of this quinceañera. And I met this guy who's now one of my brothers, one of my best friends, who he knew of me and I knew of him, but I, and I knew he played soccer. So just one day I chopped it up with him at the, after quinceañera practice. I was like, yo. I heard you you play soccer. He's like, yeah, I play I, I, I play a little soccer, and I was like, uh, are you good? He's like, I'm all right. You know, he was being very humble. Uh, in reality, we were he was a junior in high school as a varsity, but he was varsity all four years. And uh, I, I was like, do you want to go play out back? And so we literally went and played. And from then on, like I knew immediately I was outclassed because he was just so good. Uh, but in it's really weird how people say, you know, you throw yourself in a mix with these these individuals who are much greater than you are, and you will rise up to their level. And it literally is the truth in that for for like in that instance for me personally, it was the truth because I went all my life not playing soccer really, and then all of a sudden I'm playing soccer. I'm I'm thrown in the mix with this dude that's on varsity and. I became exponentially better and it's to the point where I was in average and slightly above average, depending on my teammates, a slightly above average player for only having played like a couple months to a year. Uh, the only thing like I counted on at the time was my speed. I was like, I- I'm pretty quick and I got pretty good vision on the field. Uh, I could see plays before they were happening, you know, and I would pass accordingly right uh, and and so yeah there was that in all so yeah I <sighs> after I graduated high school I just you know got into the mix of life and was working too much I graduated in 2017 so there was a year before 2018 World Cup came around I wasn't really excited for it. I was too busy with life to really sit down and watch the games. And my best friend, my brother, who I played soccer with, was off 
in Marine boot camp. So he didn't watch the whole World Cup. He didn't know who won until he got back. So yeah, there was that. And I didn't really watch it. But I want to take it back just a, a quick second again. I know my storytelling isn't the best. But I do want to say that in 2015, I think it was 2015, my dad surprised my little brother and I with tickets to go watch a friendly match of Argentina versus Mexico in the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And although we weren't in, uh, we weren't, we didn't get any seats. And although we didn't get any seats, that was one of the most, that was like a core memory for me because here I was watching my team, my country, my dad's team play and, and I was watching them live in the flesh. It, it was an amazing experience. And I remember screaming so hard whenever Mexico scored so hard. And what I love too is like literally it was right above, right below us. So I watched the whole thing happen. I watched Mexico, whenever Mexico scored, I scrammed so hard that I pulled a muscle in my stomach or something like that. I literally was like, ah, ah. Uh, and my dad, he'd never taken us to something like that. So for me, my brother, and at least my dad, like that was a special moment to me where I still got the ticket framed. I framed that thing. My little brother kept the ticket, but he just left it in a drawer and it got yellow. My ticket is still framed. I have it somewhere in storage and it's still white pristine and white and the thing too is i saved this up until like three or four years three years ago or something like that but also the armband that i got to get in they gave me an armband or something and and i saved i stuck that armband to that frame it was an insane moment and the reason i talk about that game is because it's kind of like in a slight El Clasico between Mexico and Argentina, you know? It's a classic match. And uh, watching this World Cup has been a bit difficult for me because I know and I can tell. And it's not just knowing and telling, but because they've also come out and said it, that there's a lot of these players that I loved watching growing up, it's their last World Cup. And that shit is hard because I'm in love with all these players and they make the sport of football worth watching. They 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 sacrifice, you know, going out with friends and family and doing all these fun things in order to train to become the best. To shine on this world stage for a chance to to be number one in the world, and it sucks that there is only one spot. It, it is how it's ha- how it has to be, and I understand. But it's so depressing knowing that it's Ronaldo's. Uh, it's like it's a lot of people. Players last game, Angel Di Maria, Messi, Ronaldo. Um, I think Lewandowski's last one. It's uh, Luka Modric's last one. Uh, Neymar's last one. And Neymar's out with an injury now, you know? Like, <sighs> it's been a difficult 
World Cup to watch. And I was so frustrated when Saudi Arabia upset Argentina because you we know that Argentina was supposed to win that game, but due to all the fucking new technology, it's like, oh, you know, offsides, offsides, offsides. It's like three or four, they call it like three or four offsides, bro. They would have been demolished. Saudi Arabia didn't have the skill to beat them. They never would have beat them. Saudi Arabia, Arabia didn't deserve to win, in my opinion. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who you are. They didn't deserve to win. Not in my opinion. Because then Argentina's got to win the next one. And now I'm sitting here. Like, and then Mexico tied the first one. So it's like they don't really got any points, you know. It's. I came, I came out of work in a double yesterday and I was just so tired and I was going to go watch the game with my little brother. I was going to drive two hours to see him so we could watch the game together. And I just like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm just going to go to bed. And I woke up at 5 PM and I saw the results. And one thing is like. All these Mexicans before before on TikTok before the game were like, Oh yeah, we got this, you know, Memo Choa, we got this, whatever. And we all they all had faith. Now granted I still have faith. Um and they all had faith. But then as soon as the game was over, it was like, Oh, we knew it was gonna happen, you know. We we could only hope, right? I was like, damn, where's your pride, bro? Like we still got a chance potentially. Poland has to really want it. And Poland's got to beat Argentina. If Poland beats Argentina and we beat Saudi Arabia, which we better fucking do, we still got a chance to make it out. But if we don't make it out, not only are we not breaking the curse of El Quinto Partido, of reaching El Quinto Partido, but we'd be worse off. Now... There's the issue of Chicharito not having been chosen, not having been chosen for the squad. And it just pains me because I understand why he's not there, but it frustrates me so much. It's like people make mistakes. Not only that, but it's something normal that happens with all football players, you know? And for him not to be chosen just because the coach didn't like his attitude and for that incident as well. Not only that, but this coach is from Argentina. Do you see? Did you see the reaction after Argentina scored, scored the game winner? That is not the reaction of someone who, who should be the Mexican national team's coach. It's just not. There is no reason. Why are you the fucking coach of Mexico? If you're rooting for your fucking home country, I understand to be prideful of your country, but why choose a fucking Argentinian for the spot of a fucking Mexican? I just don't understand. I don't care if he's a fucking genius, like, coach. I don't. I really don't. I would rather have lost with my team 
Piojo as the coach, with Chicharito on the field, even though he's still not, even though he's not the greatest player still. But that's my team. In odds are, he's not going to be eligible or even probably want to. He's probably going to be retired by the time the next World Cup comes around. This was his last chance. I don't know, man. It's just depressing. And I was very emotional earlier trying to record that TikTok and stuff. And now I don't find any emotion. It's all gone because I already cried it all out. Like, and in no way am I trying to cry now. But if I do, it, ha- it ha- whatever happens, happens, right? But like, it's just, it's just so frustrating because like on one hand, I, I was rooting for my team, but also like, I, I knew the what <laughs> I knew that the results of Mexico's win would mean Argentina's elimination type shit. Basically. Um so I was very torn. In no way do I love Messi. Uh he's never been my favorite player, nor has Ronaldo. My favorite player is always not always, but my favorite player has been Gareth Bell since basically I started watching soccer, right? And I was so, so ecstatic to see that he finally, after like struggling to get his team on on the world stage, he finally, like I think he did it in the Euros and they did más o menos, you know, they did all right. But now he gets in there and then they tie their first game and then lose the second one. So basically they're pretty much out of the running. I don't really have faith in them now. I don't think, I don't know who they're playing. Forgive me for not doing enough homework. Sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been difficult to watch. Cause I know that this is so many players this last time that I know that my, the victory for one team may be such a devastating loss for another. Cause a lot of these teams, they're not necessarily that amazing without their star players. You know, I think they barely, barely scrape by without them. And now other teams are pretty decent, you know, without their star players, but the star players make the team. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, that's really what I had to talk about. And I don't think I really want to talk about anything else right now. Oh, yo. I do want to talk about something else. I want to talk about Japan's upset over Germany. The pride I felt when they beat Germany. Because as you can see, I'm wearing a one-piece shirt. I got fucking, I made these shelves. These are shelves. These things are shelves. But since we're in an apartment, I don't want to fucking dig into the wall or whatever. But it's too late because I already did with these shelves up here. These bookshelves. Anyways, the point being, these shelves, I have Mod Manga panels from Marine Ford. This up here, manga panels from Whole Cake Island, Katakuri versus Luffy. Uh, like, I, L- Luffy, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, that's in Japanese, I don't know what the fuck that says, but I still love it. Um, uh, I got fucking, I don't got all my figures up, but I got Zoro up there, I got fucking Kilua, I got Kirishima, uh, fucking, you know, uh, uh, you know, the guy from, whatever, you know, anyways. And then I got Law up there. Like, dude, I love anime. And it's honestly, at this point, I'm low-key falling, uh, falling out of it. I I got into it so strong and shit that, like, I burnt myself out. 
And it's to the point where like One Piece was the only thing I, I'm watching right now, except for the fact that once Japan beat Germany 2-0 and I was like going on the comments and they're like the blue lock is blue lock is real. I was like, what the fuck? And granted, I'd seen the trailer for blue lock and I was like, fuck all these sports anime, bro. I'm sick and tired. Like not sick and tired. I, I never really cared to watch them in the first place. Uh, but like I saw blue lock and I was like, eh. I thought it was kind of stupid because what I thought it was was like these soccer players with superpowers. And I was like, this is stupid. Um, but I started watching it. And now I'm caught up. I just watched episode eight. And God, fuck, it's so good. It is so good. It's literally making me want to try watching and reading uh, sports, sports manga slash anime. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll start fucking doing reviews on this shit. Maybe I'll, I'm actually going to probably start reading Blue Lock. Excuse me. But yeah, uh, this is the clusterfuck, bro. And, uh, you know, I don't really expect many people to watch this shit, but it is what it is. And if you do, I appreciate you. And if not, you know, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, y'all stay tuned because I have a stream as well. I'm streaming on Twitch. Uh, it's cluster F O C K eight cluster fuck eight. So like cluster fuck it, you know, um, I'm streaming on Twitch right now on my Xbox. My laptop is too old and too slow, and I've changed some of the settings, and it's kind of cool, uh, and, and it's kind of decent, but like once I started streaming on my Xbox, it started working perfectly fine, and there was no lag, and, and everything was working pretty great, uh, except a couple days ago, uh, it just stopped streaming. I would start streaming, and it, after like five or ten minutes, it would just stop, so I need to figure that out, uh, which I'm going to, but, but yeah, you can find me streaming uh, once my schedule s- resets normally, uh, I should be streaming like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, what you call it? Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. No, I should be streaming Tuesdays, Wednesdays, from you know, like anywhere from noon to like four. So y'all stay tuned for that. I'm I'm playing all kinds of games because I'm I'm just trying to have fun. Really, uh, and I might start a stream where I'm I'm watching Blue Lock episodes. Uh, I might not be able to do it on my computer, but we'll see. Uh, that being said, yeah, just yeah, go follow the Twitch. Uh, you can follow my old TikTok. I'm gonna make a new TikTok, but my old TikTok is how I got my following. So that is at Gus underscore D underscore Bus on TikTok, and I'm gonna make a new TikTok for the Clusterfuck Pod. So there's that. Y'all go. Y'all go follow the links, um, you know, the, that would help. So it's my first YouTube video, so please don't, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, so I appreciate you anyways. 